welcome everyone to Butterflies and Bravery. I'm your host, Whisper, and my best friend, Jemima, your other yeah. host is here. <laughs> we know our last recording was of a much more somber note. <laughs> intense? So we, yes, very intense. So thought we'd just lighten the mood a little bit. With our episode this week, I was telling Jemima I've got plans to travel this week, heading over to Austin. My first time in Austin, Texas. It's probably not the best time of the year to go, but <laughs> I'm going for the book launch of the collaborative book that I'm part of, and so I'm pretty What's excited about that. Dare to Express. Yeah. Nice. So. When does it come out? The 16th. Yeah. So 16th of September. Folks, dare to express. Whisper <laughs> has a chapter in there, which you heard before the final edits. I did a little bit more tweaking and, and updating it. And in its full version, it's out now. And yeah, the first, I think for the first two days that it's out, they're going to have the ebook down to its 99 cents to purchase the ebook. So yeah, if oh. you. If anyone wants to grab it, please, please feel free. And I appreciate any reviews that you want to leave too, because that's always a thing, right? The algorithm that gets us going. <laughs> yep. So you were telling me about the gummies that your mom <laughs> sent you. My mom had called me a little bit ago and was like, oh, I got these gummies that have melatonin in it. She knows that I have, I, that I really struggled sleeping. So she's got these gummies that have melatonin in them and I don't like melatonin. Do you want them? I was like, yeah, sure. But this was weeks ago. I hadn't even thought of it until I opened the bag. <laughs> I looked at it. I was like, oh yeah, these things. <laughs> I shouldn't say I don't know why, because I think there's lots of things that, that my mom does without really thinking it through. But like, why would you send meltable candy <laughs> in the mail <laughs> during a major heat wave. She's like, so hot. I think I'll send that package now. <laughs> you get it and you're like, oh, this is one dose. I'm just going to eat the whole thing. This is an awfully lot of gummy for one dose, but all right. <laughs> oh, my God. So the serving size is two gummies. Okay. There's meant to be 30 servings in this package. So 60. That's so 60. 60. That's easy then. Just divide, just divide it in half. It Those two are 30. Divide it in quarters is 15. 60 <laughs> no gummies problem. are now one. <laughs> 60 gummies are now one. <laughs> I'm like, yes, mom, this will definitely put me to sleep. <laughs> like, Do you need sleep aid? <laughs> You don't wake up for three days. Everybody's like, what the hell? You're like, I ate that gummy my mom sent. <laughs> that gummy? It was dirty. <laughs> oh, my God. Yep. Thank you for the one gummy that was a bag of gummies. <laughs> Thank you for the one large gummy. That's like people that eat too many of the THC gummies, or you've heard, I'm sure you've heard those stories. Where you get this one thing and it's supposed to be 10 doses and they're just like, oh, I'm just going to eat the whole thing. And then woo, they go crazy. Heat on THC though? 
Oh, yeah. You've never had an experience with gummies? Oh, you never ate too many? Oh, sorry. I'm, I'm thinking CBD. No, yeah. Yes. Edibles. THC has edibles. It's an entirely different drug. Yes. And I accidentally ate too many. Yes. <laughs> yes, that is true. Almost everybody has that story of too many too, of when they've tried THC as edibles. That has happened. It was on the flight to L.A., to record the People Magazine documentary. Okay. Yeah, I was nervous as all get out because they had changed my whole flight thing. I was supposed to go to New York. And then all of a sudden, I'm going to LA. I had to stay the night up there in Moscow. There was like 10 feet of snow. We couldn't just go home. First, they're like, just go home. I'm like, that's not an option. (laughs) Moscow, Moscow. Yes, in Idaho. Yes. Yes. We were stuck up there. And then they said, Oh no, never mind. You're going to LA now. So yeah, we had got some gummies for the trip. And so I decided I should eat five. <laughs> What's the normal? What was the normal? What was like one? Okay. One. One is the normal <laughs> one is the normal dose. So I'm like, okay, maybe two would be good. I'm just gonna eat five. Oh my God. I was shaking my leg the whole flight, shaking the whole row of seats the whole flight and so mm-hmm. nervous and hyperventilating and just totally freaking out like a two hour panic attack. <laughs> That's terrible. Why? So you're saying the THC made it worse? It just sent me into, I couldn't sit still. I was literally like shaking. I kept apologizing to the lady next to me because I was shaking the whole roll of seats from shaking my leg so much from being so nervous. Was it a sativa? Yeah. 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 Which usually that's, it was a little bit too much of the upper. A little bit too much of the upper. (laughs) For anyone listening who's not sure what that all means, there's two strains of THC. No, strains isn't the right word to use families yeah families there you go families of strains one's called sativa and the other is called indica and the indica tends to be more the relaxing fall asleep family and this sativa is generally the more creative keeping you up all of it supposed is supposed to relax you but <laughs> probably not, not when you eat take it on a flight yeah not when yeah, you yeah. eat too much not when you eat too many and you're already nervous i've heard people say that when they've taken too many edibles that it's made them sick like throwing up sick not me not at all that's the only adverse aside from obviously thinking you're gonna die that's the only adverse physical thing i've ever heard of quote unquote overdosing on thc which is yeah the worst you can get i guess i'm paranoia and yeah no it doesn't feel good i'm sure but like actual physical Yeah. Yes. I have done that also, but not from eating them, from smoking too much. Oh, you've gotten sick to your stomach from smoking too much? Yes. Uh From a blunt. I don't know if it maybe Uh had something to do with smoking too much of the tobacco. Oh, yes. Okay. That makes sense. Because it wasn't just the marijuana. It was a blunt. Yeah. You know how like when you get sick on tequila or something, you're like, no more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. Yep. Nope. Never ever smoking a blunt again at least not one wrapped in a tobacco leaf they have them wrapped in like hemp leaves now that's fine not yeah i made me so sick i'd never smoked like tobacco nicotine but when we first came here to california and i was separated and i was going out 
a lot in the evenings. <laughs> and so that was a thing. You'd go out to the bars and then you drink. And a lot of people like to smoke when they drink. I didn't like being left alone in the bar when I was out with somebody, if they'd step out to smoke. So I would follow them out there because everybody would all go at the same time. I started trying to get with the program and do some smoking and it always just tasted horrible. And people were like, yeah, you'll think that, that at first. And I just, I kept trying and I was like, this is not happening for me. It was just so awful. One time was really funny. There was this group of people we went out with, didn't know everybody. Some of them were my sister's friends and it, it was me and this guy and we were standing out on the patio and people were coming and going. I think the most of the crowd had gone back inside and it was just me and him sitting there and he had the cigarette and he passed it to me and I was like, okay. And I took a hit and I passed it back to him and he was like, took a hit and gave back. And finally I was like, no, actually I, I don't want any. I actually don't smoke. He's like, neither do I. I was just trying to give it to you. Like we kept passing it back and forth. No, you, no, you take it. No, you take it. Oh my God. That is so freaking funny. We didn't know each other. So we were all, no, you, no, you go. No, you go. (laughs) So he was like, what are we doing? And I was like, I have no clue. (laughs) That's funny, dude. That was the moment I was like, I have never going to do this again. I'll just go out there and hang with them. I don't have to like pretend to try to smoke. Right, yeah. Just to be out there. <laughs> tell some funny stories. <laughs> I, I listened to last week's episode, and I realized, listened to myself. I do. I make really long pauses in between some of the my sentences, like what I'm doing right now, because I went through that course of public speaking or whatever, and they were telling us that's a trick that people use to not say an er all the time is to just speak slower, put pauses more. And I'm listening to it. I'm like, oh, so that's what Obama was doing all the time. <laughs> it's a thing, right? <laughs> yep, yep, yep. I was like, well, that's what's going on the whole time. Because I was like, this is really a affected sort of speech. And then I'm listening to myself doing that. I'm like, oh, damn. Short bursts of genius. I have two funny sex stories. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. So once upon a time, no, Tim and I got married back in 2006. So this was probably in about 2006. He used to work at a restaurant and it was very close to the house. So he would come Yes, at the Ram. And so he would come back for lunch break. I still miss their cheese and crab dip. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't like crab. That was so good. Sorry. They got some good food, I'll tell you. They had had some good food. So he came home from lunch for lunch. And every day he would make pico de gallo as part of the prep. He would go in at 8 o'clock from 8 to 11. He did prep. For lunch or at the restaurant? At the restaurant. Okay. The restaurant's whole day. He'd cut all the lettuce. He'd make all those sauces and the pico de gallos and the salsas and do all the like crispy noodles and glazed pecans. And they did that every single day. So he'd come in every single day and spend three hours prepping and then three to four hours working and then be off. So normally when he cut the pico because of the jalapenos, he would wear gloves and also because it's a restaurant but for some reason this day he didn't have gloves on when he was cutting the jalapenos oh no so 
He comes home. And- we're talking about jalapenos, and you said this is a funny story about sex. Like, I already do not like this. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately do not like. <laughs> we're newlyweds, so we're all, like, bumping uglies all the time because that's what you do. And we start fooling around. And he, like, starts putting his fingers down there. And I'm like, oh, ow, that's that's that hurts and then he's like, oh yeah that's right Cut the jalapenos without the glove wait when does this become funny <laughs> it's coming <laughs> so then he like bends me over doggy style on the couch puts oh, no. it in oh, and no. then he's oh ouch oh, oh my god that god. does hurt ouch, ouch ouch and this was Back in 2006, case, okay, so I don't know if anybody remembers the Taco Bell commercials with the little chihuahua. It's because I'm spicy. <laughs> so I'm bent over the couch. He's ouching and ouching because his pee-pee's starting to hurt. And I say, it's because I'm spicy. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> And then you went to the kitchen and sat in a bucket of milk. Oh, pretty much. Yep. Oh my God. Ow. So funny. (laughs) Did he laugh though? Oh yeah. No, the sex was over. It was just a a huge laughing fit ensued. It was less it hurt. Yeah. It was burning. Yes. Just like it burns your mouth. It burns your, your hoo-hoo. So it had to be worse. Do not try this at home. Oh, gosh. <laughs> or anywhere. Or on the metro. <laughs> have, this, it reminds me, have you ever had to have one of those scans where they where they inject you with that contrasting gel or whatever? You've had that? Okay. So. Anthrography. Oh, really? Oof. At least that's what they called it when I had it. Yeah. I had it on my shoulder. Oh, okay. So it was back when they thought that I had cancer that when I got that cancer scare real bad. And so I was going in for a full body scan. Uh, and the nurse, or I guess it was a nurse, and she was like, oh, so I just want to warn you that this can make some of your extremities warm. And I was like, what do you mean? She's like, your toes and your tips of your fingers. <laughs> so, <they inject. laughs> so I'm getting the scan done. I'm like, holy fuck, my fingers and my toes are not the problem right now. <laughs> it's warm. <laughs> I was like, I was, ma'am, you really need to not be warning people about the fingers and the toes. <laughs> it wasn't the extremities. It was dead center. <laughs> Something much more important that you needed to warn me about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That reminds me of that reminds me of when Michaela was born. And... <laughs> Uh, mm. You were there. Yes. Remember? Do you remember when she started to crown? I was like, how come nobody told me about this part? This is like a watermelon oh on God. fire coming out of my vagina. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the fucking things that our mothers told us about what to prepare for with childbirth were very terrible and very off. Yeah. And plus, I don't know about you, but I would assume Mm -hmm. the situation was the same with you. I didn't take any pain meds, nothing. I didn't take an epidural. I didn't take pain meds afterwards. I did not take one fucking thing because every time they offered it to me, I'm like, no, thank you. 
Like, I don't want to, it's against my religion or whatever. I don't want to get loopy. And I just remember sitting on the couch, my vagina hurt so fucking bad. I couldn't even, I had to put that donut thing under me. And I was like, oh, I thinking back in retrospect, I'm like, what the fuck? Why didn't I take the goddamn drugs? That's what people do when they have babies. It hurts like a motherfucker. And I had like 10 stitches because I pushed when I was supposed to pull or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you're supposed to pull, but yes, I get what you're saying. My thing was that my mom had said that contractions weren't painful. She literally told me contractions weren't painful. And so I'm having contracts with my first kid. I'm walking around the hospital. And I got to this one point where all I was doing repeating over and over. I was like, I'm never fucking telling my child this does not hurt. I am never fucking telling my child. Like, I just kept saying that over and over. I was so pissed off at her at that moment. I was like, I needed I needed prep for this. So, of course, now I tell my kids when they were asking. I was like, oh, yes, it, the very worst possible period cramps you have. And then times it by 10. And that's pretty much around where you're going to hit. That's around yes. where you're going to hit. And all over your whole body. Because mm-hmm. it don't just happen in your belly, mm-hmm. like when you're on your period. It's like your whole fucking body cramps. Of course, afterwards, I said something about that to my mom. I was like, why did you mislead me like that? She was like, it's just because the whole experience is so beautiful. It doesn't hurt. I was like, you mean it doesn't hurt metaphorically? Is that basically <laughs> what is that? Probably if they oh. told us the truth about how much it was going to hurt, most of us would have been like, well, then I'll skip. I'll, yep. I'll maybe not. Yep. Plus, I'm sure you attended births. Also, uh-huh. that's kind of the thing. Have everybody go to the births. Yeah. All the births I attended were ladies that had four, six, eight, ten right. kids. Those babies, though, I'm sorry, but those babies just slapping out like a hot dog down hallway. They were just sliding right down up. the chute. Like, <laughs> we're going to the hospital. Six hours later, we're going home. No fucking joke. It was like, I'm going to have this baby. Next thing I know, it's falling out of her vagina. I'm like, what? That's that easy? Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I'd love to have some children. No, no, 36 hours for me. (laughs) Which, by the way, that actually has nothing to do with the fact that as so many men think that you get stretched out and it changed. It's not because of that. It's because your body remembers what's going on. Yeah. Your body's like, oh, okay. Yes. I got this in the bag. Your body's let me just take care of it. (laughs) Yeah. And then the more it happens, the more your body's okay, we got this. We know what's going on. We've already done this 10 times. It's going to be easy now. It has nothing to do with actually like your more stretched out you can gain elasticity (laughs) (laughs) but you don't get stretched out so to speak yeah that's funny for as supposedly educated we were in so many things we were also strangely uneducated like it's this weird crossover yeah it's and, we only and, saw one side of everything. Because I know now how that is. Whenever in a movie or a, a TV or whatever, and someone's like, oh, I was homeschooled. And I'm like, you know what that means. You have a certain amount of real smarts, but no application whatsoever. Oh, do you remember that other movie that they showed us a fair amount of times was Blue Lagoon? Do you remember that? Yeah. And she had that baby and it was just like... And now, of course, having kids and being a mom, if I think back on that, I was like, first of all, who made that movie? Because they'd never been to a birth or had a kid or had anything to do with that. Because, like, how do you just know immediately and easily how to have a baby, go into the water, have a water birth, which is challenging in the very best of circumstances with the very most 
<laughs> most educated midwives to not also knowing how to fucking feed your child because yeah anyways coconut <laughs> do you remember that scene yes <laughs> baby coconut yes we are very poorly educated in those matters you remember the sex classes <laughs> the handbooks what was it called the i can't remember what I it was i feel like called. we had so many yeah, but there was one like put no, out in the nineties, early nineties, maybe early mid nineties. That was like gentlemen and ladies or some shit like that. Oh yeah. And remember, I was like teaching you how to give a blowjob, like telling you to like you know, like a banana and wait, and you were telling me? No, the book. Oh, the book. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, the book, <laughs> and explained all about how the head of the penis has all the feeling and this is how you're supposed to suck you're supposed to open your mouth here and close your mouth like serious graphic classes i feel like i blacked out at that point <laughs> <laughs> i wish i did too because oh my god like oh that's haunted me it's terrible i was like oh i don't need to know this at all <laughs> yeah it was a little bit too, too educational <laughs> oh okay so my other sex story is really oh, yes funny. you did have two this one was rather recently this year i quit eating sugar about a year and a half ago and we're old so sometimes we go for a while without having sex <laughs> <laughs> plus i'm menopausing getting menopausal so mm. my vagina is a fountain of blood. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> yeah, it's bad. I mean, oh, like, no. oh, so just unreasonable. I bled for two months straight almost. That was already like seven years ago. Like I've been going through this really? shit for a long fucking time. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah. It's not that bad now. Like now they're more regular, but when they come, it's so heavy, too much. My whole body just so tired and achy and my cr cramps like off the chart. So you went back to having regular, like you have regular periods now? Like every Basically month? I have regular periods once a month too. Yep, exactly. But I'll spot for two weeks Okay. Yeah. before it. There's not a lot of time that I'm not actively bleeding like a dying moose. That does restrict the yep. next life as well. So- we were doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. <laughs> and he's like, I don't remember you having this much energy. And I was like, it's sugar-free Aunt Jemima. <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> Same situation as the spicy one. It was a rollover and laugh. And let's go get dressed because now we're just laughing. <laughs> you need like a t-shirt that says warning may crack jokes during sex. Yeah. Oh my God. You're right. I do need that t-shirt because that's what I do. I do it all the time and I don't know why. Oh, often. Those are just two of the really funny ones, but I literally do it like all the time. I don't know why. It just all of a sudden it's something is funny to me. 
I'll just start busting out laughing. Tim's like, mm-hmm. oh, that. No, <laughs> nothing, nothing. It's, it's all calm. Um, I'm like, I don't I, I love me. laughing during no. sex, though. It's so great. <laughs> and you get, then you know you're really comfortable. and Yeah, it's, it's supposed fun. to be fun. Right, exactly. <laughs> it shouldn't be like a scary or terrifying. <laughs> what it can be. But oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah. Not to get not to go into a dark space, but I had one of those ex- you don't happen very often to me, but where I got a memory dislodged that was connected to this movie. And what happened was it was on a list somewhere and I was just like, oh my God, and I'd completely forgotten about it. And do you remember it was called Ryan's Daughter? That sounds very familiar. I don't remember what it's about, she's but I like this, the title sounds familiar. She's like this really young girl that gets married off to this older teacher. And then she ends up meeting that soldier who has PTSD. But what reminded me of that is just because the <laughs> she was young. She was like a child in this she got married to this old, older man. And it was back in like early, I think it was like World War One era even. And so sex was like, she had a nightgown up to her neck all buttoned up. And her wedding night was like, pull, <laughs> pull up the bottom half of your nightgown. And then she was laying there like all stiff with her legs and her arms. And I was just like, oh my God. I remember just being so... Is not supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be fun. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like to crack jokes because I'm like, all right, this is getting too serious. Let's start to have a little more fun over here. (laughs) I crack jokes during pretty much everything, though. Yeah. It just happens. I guess that's all right. Because uh, I don't think I remember you ever like laughing or breaking out a joke in an inappropriate time. Yeah, you make jokes and you find the joy and the humor in a lot of things, but not not like cracking jokes during a funeral or whatever. Oh God, no! I would never do that. <laughs> Some people do. They get like it's nerves, and so they like to laugh inappropriately. Or yes, <laughs> yeah. So it's never like that. I've had those emotions. Before, during funerals, but I've managed to stifle them. (laughs) I have had them, though. Yeah, for sure. Or, or, you know, like, if something's too intense or you need to break, just, like, you need to break the tension. That, for sure, that. Gotta let it out. (laughs) Somehow. Like the horses. Nay and Winnie and go up on your hind legs and... (laughs) Did we ever talk about that time about our time in Chiang Mai with the spider dream? I don't think we ever told that story. That story. In my mind, that's like definitely like one of our funnier stories. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty outrageous. Just because like it in like it ended up like involving the entire fucking home. Like the entire <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, I loud. So <laughs> I have to tell it from my side because I was one of the only people awake for the whole thing. I'm a very light sleeper. Just a light sleeper is a nice way to say I have problems sleeping. But how many of us were there in that room? I'm thinking like 12 or 16. No, at least because we had those Japanese folding mattresses, you know, yeah. those the little, little like 
what do they call them? Because you're in Japan. I don't remember what they're called. It would fold up. It would fold like little, little thirds, and then you'd have the one little edge that would flip over. So it wouldn't exactly make a couch, but it would make a seat with a little back. Yeah, a tiny little couch. Yeah, like a little mini on the ground sort of seat. I think there was a, around 12 because we would line them up when we would unfold them. The room was longer rather than square. And we would yes. and we put the heads together like that. We'd put two heads together and it was two deep and then six wide, I think, which would make 12, 12 of us all together. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what I thought it was. Something like that. And I don't know if there's a name for them or if they're just, I don't know. They were just weird little mattresses that folded into chairs. <laughs> yeah. And then I thought we had sleeping bags too. Sleeping bags or, yeah, like our bedding. When we fold them up in the morning, we would then mm-hmm. be sitting on them for whatever Bible class or something. Yeah. Uh, it was like this re- really weird thing where everything happened all at once. This rollout of things. Cause like you woke up and started screaming and then I woke up immediately because, <laughs> cause you started screaming. That was the first memory. At the first moment you started screaming and woke up pretty much everybody in the room and they all started screaming. So now there's 11 teenage girls screaming one person slept through it. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, all the rest like, of us were up. Yeah, all the rest of us were up. I think because I had been awake or had woken up first, I was aware of the fact that there wasn't a reason, or for some reason, I know I wasn't screaming. I was like, "What is going on?" That was more because like, everyone got up and they all started screaming. And then I think at that point you were like, "There was a spider on me." Right. And then everybody started jumping up out of the beds. People were pulling sheets. And that's right around the time every single adult man that was living in the home came running in with some form of something. (laughs) Umbrella. I think you had an umbrella. Cricket bat. There were probably several of them that were not clothed. Yep. They all came running in and they were like, what was going on? And then that's. When you were like, there was a spider on me and a big spider. And then, but at that point we had pulled, so we pulled so many sheets and blankets and pillows and whatever. And I think it was Jay was like, did you find it? And we're like, no, we didn't see it. And then he was like, it's probably a cockroach, which was a really smart thing to say because then they, it all, they all started screaming and running around again. Oh my God. It was just like pandemonium. And, but what was really funny is because when they first came, when the men came running in with their like bats and umbrellas and whatever, they were like, what's going on? And nobody knew, like all the girls stopped and they were like, oh no, <laughs> just, there was a spider. Was so it was screaming. And then that's when you were like, there was a spider. And, oh my gosh. It was so funny. And that's, I think when we became aware of the fact that there were like sheets and pillows and those fold up mattresses and I guess sleeping bags everywhere except <laughs> but still her little mattress sound asleep just sound asleep never woke up and that was not like a small amount of screaming there was no it was not just so screaming we were running around and cutting had and forgotten stepped things. on it so <laughs> yeah probably yes i'm sure people were falling down and it was pretty like 
pretty intense. <laughs> oh my gosh. I was envious of her for sure, but she was such a heavy sleeper because I remember one time, I don't know if you remember this as well. Another time she, she had that, she had this rope that she loved to sleep in. And one morning she woke up and her legs were in the arms. <laughs> Somehow in her sleep, she had put both her legs through the arms of her robe. Oh, that is funny. She was blessed with a good sleep. But, oh my gosh, that was so crazy. <laughs> Nobody knew what was going on. Funny stuff, man. At least we have some funny memories from yeah. our time growing up in the cult. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. I think her name was Maria the Tayanti, who was the cook. She was this stocky, not weight-wise. She was a softball player type of woman. <laughs> Felt like that. And I just remember she loved leeks. And I think we had a leek garden or something. Because we had, I, we had like leek soup leak we had some form of leak dish every two days <laughs> whether it was creamed leak or soup or constant i do like leeks you like I leeks I, I i liked them then i don't think i've had them since i've come here to the states really oh i buy them whenever i find them at the store i buy them i like to put them in my soups at the cafe i always make stuff up weird stuff i made up uh, stuffles Stuffles is waffles made out of stuffing. And then you put, yeah, you take the stuffing, put some extra eggs in it, put it in the waffle maker, put mashed potatoes and gravy and turkey and all that on top of it. Really good. I bet. Yeah. Raviana. Okay. Not my latest okay. invention because I had a couple since then. <laughs> I don't know why I just always dream up these things, but yeah, raviana because I was watching this guy make lasagna and I was like, dude, what if you used ravioli instead of lasagna noodles so i made raviana with raviolis like lasagna but instead of noodles raviolis it was really good really good and i never had made it like this before i was watching a cooking show and this italian guy and instead of putting like a bunch of ricotta cheese and stuff like Americans mm -hmm. do with their lasagna. In between, obviously, there's mozzarella. But other than that, instead of making like the ricotta stuff, he made a bechamel sauce. So I did the same thing last time. Last time I did it, I made my red sauce and then I made my bechamel sauce. And I built my layers like that with the ravioli and then the two sauces and then the ground beef and sausage and then mozzarella and Parmesan cheese and then... Repeat, repeat. And it was really good. That's really cool. Yeah. And then what was the other thing I just made up too? <laughs> Speaking of food being made up, the other day, this was probably a couple weeks ago at least now, my daughter asked me to pick up some oats. She asked me to grab some stuff at the grocery store and I, I came back with them and, and she came out and she's telling me, she's describing about this thing that she, I think she saw it on the talk or something. And she's like, yeah, and it's, it's amazing. It tastes so good. They call it like overnight oats. And I was like, I'm like, I'm sorry. Just yeah, overnight oats. I was like, she's like, it's like really good. And I'm like, you can put like this peanut butter and like bananas. And I was like, okay, explain to me what the hell you tell me. And then she starts telling me about this. I was like, mm -hmm. sweetie, that's called muesli. And she was like, no, it is. 
I was like, yeah, it's a, it's not a TikTok invention. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. There's, there's, yeah. That's funny. I remember my other invention. Breakfast chowder. I made a soup with potatoes, bacon, ham, and sausage. And then in like a cream sauce, like a white gravy almost, but lighter. Breakfast chowder. It was actually really good. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like deconstructed biscuits and gravy. Biscuits and gravy. Yeah. Yes. Yep. But with potatoes and then all, yeah. all the breakfast meats to just make it feel breakfasty. Yeah. yeah. It's actually really good. But you could even do something mm, mm, closer to biscuits and gravy with like dumplings. True. Like using like basically biscuit dumplings and making something like that. Probably pretty cool. Oh, I like that idea. So next time I do breakfast chowder, <laughs> I'm going to put dumplings in that. <laughs> Hell yeah. That's a really good idea, dude. <laughs> Stealing it. You gave it up. I'm taking it. No. <laughs> You will always do a better job with that than I would, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, but all of that to say that I made an Idaho onion soup where I took beaks <laughs> and shallots and sweet onions and white onions. And I cut them in different ways because if you cut them a certain way, they don't break down. If you cut them a certain way, they do break down. So I made sure there was like pieces of onion in it also. Yeah. Then also the back flavor of a lot of completely deconstructed onions. <laughs> the other day I accidentally made, a, what do you call it? It left my brain, but I had, I was trying to make chicken stew. And I, I did the onions and the garlic and the chicken. And so I put the chicken in there first to cook and get all the delicious flavors. And then the potatoes, let them cook for a little bit. And then the rest of the vegetables, that's the pattern I followed. But my ADHD brain forgot to watch the clock after I put the potatoes in. I just left them. So by the time it came back and I was like, oh my God, I left them on for so long. Like the potatoes had actually like pretty much disappeared. Just, yeah, disintegrated. And I was like, Jemima won't be proud of it. I was like, I just made a Russian dish accidentally. <laughs> That's funny. It's actually a really good way to thicken soup, though, if you don't Whoa. have anything else. It's really small, and they'll just break down and thicken it for you. Yeah, I didn't put, I didn't put anything in there. It works good, huh? Other than just some cream, but yeah. Tim likes to thicken his soups like that too. Just break down <laughs> the potatoes, dude. I made this other thing up. You take a biscuit and then put sweetened condensed milk over it, and then a bunch of huckleberries. And whipped cream. Ooh. The Idaho shortcake. That's what I called it. Oh, okay. Very nice. So instead of a strawberry shortcake, it's an Idaho shortcake. Hmm. Yeah. I like to get inventive. And if everything goes as planned, soon I will be owning a restaurant. Just waiting to make sure Tim's got his back and neck all fixed up. And then we're going to go ahead and start the Piper work. Yeah. Of course, something could happen and we could not go through. I'm just, everything's tentative until it's done, but there okay. doesn't seem to be any obstacles in the way at this moment. That's fantastic. Hell yes. It's about fucking time. We've been talking about doing this. I'm sure you remember ever since we've mm -hmm. been together, like first met. Yeah. Yeah. Ever since you guys have been together. First, we talked about that before you guys were talked about getting married. 
Probably <laughs> did actually, seriously. <laughs> and it's been 20 years now and it's oh, wild. Hopefully it will happen. And then I will be a very good Testament that your dreams can come true. Even if you're really fucked up. <laughs> And have no confidence and blah, don't have no education, have no culture. <laughs> you can still be a success. And my plan is to put Kuski on the map. I'm going to come well, up with all this crazy stuff and we're going to get diners, drivers, and dives to come. This is like the 10-year plan. We're going to have a smoked stuff outside. You know what we smoked today to put? We, okay, so we made a smoked teriyaki chicken. With smoked uh, mangoes. And then the smoked mangoes went in the fruit salad. Was it good? It really fucking good, dude. That's so cool. It was really good. Yeah. Sounds amazing. I like to cook. <laughs> I like to make yeah. stuff up. Deep fried peanut butter and jelly. That's another invention of mine that I'll be serving at my restaurant. Sounds good. And if the restaurant doesn't work out, then we'll probably get a food truck. But yeah, as of now, it seems that it will be working. I have hope. I have a lot of hope. Yeah. And there's so much more that you can do with it. Yes. Of course, I get that all the time. Are you sure you can be able to do this? I don't think it's going to, what if it's too much? Uh, and then I'm like, if it doesn't scare you. <laughs> Yeah. Then why do it? You should be scared. 100%. Part of the part of the journey. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'm terrified, but I'm also confident. Back and forth. Yeah. 50 50. <laughs> I think it'll be great. <laughs> I think it'll be great too. I have confidence between Tim and I. We've both worked in restaurants cumulatively for 50 years. We know a lot between the two of us about the business. And, yeah. and I've already been at this restaurant for eight years, over just mm -hmm. over eight years now. Sounds crazy. So I know the job, I know the food, I know the town, I know the people. Plus, this is like where my, it's where my family's from. Yeah. It's weird coming full circle. I was conceived here. I moved back <laughs> here when I was, what, 40, 41 when I moved here. And now I'm 50 and I'm going to get a business. <laughs> it's amazing. Isn't it? Yeah. I never thought I'd be able to have any semblance of a normal life. I didn't. I really didn't. I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, of course. But even though in our brains we feel like we don't have a semblance of a normal life, if you look from the outside in, we both have at least a semblance of a normal life. <laughs> yeah. We're at least holding up the smoke and mirrors and making it look like it's all good. When you think about it, what we have now is more of an unconventional route than anything. Because there's people <laughs> that I know personally who have way more money and much more, much more time in their career, whatever it is, like a very conventional route, who are not happy who are miserable who are not doing what they want to do because they took such a conventional route that now they're stuck in it and they're trapped i can honestly say and i'm sure 
you feel the same, but I can honestly say that I'm not doing anything right now that I don't want to be doing. Yeah. Sure. I can look around and think of things that I want to be better. I, there are things that I hope for that I wish for all of that, like a normal human being with a beating heart, but I'm definitely not, oh, I'm stuck. I, right. I'm unhappy. I'm, I'm in a relationship that's I'm miserable and blah, 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 any of that. Like what I'm doing, everything that I want to do. And because we went the unconventional route, not by choice, but it was like what we were saying last week of, okay, even if we didn't technically choose to have children, having children saved our lives. Not only do we love them and would never, ever change it, but it also was that added, that added benefit. And it's the same with going that unconventional route that we did it because no one told us it couldn't be done this way. We're just doing it this way and making it happen. And I know there's a lot of other people out there going, you can't do that or you're not supposed to do that or that shouldn't work that way. And and then I'm like, it does. (laughs) Here we are. Yep. Never give up. No, absolutely. And sometimes you might not realize it until later, but that sometimes your disadvantage can work to your advantage more so than not having that disadvantage. Yes, I very much agree with that statement. (laughs) And sometimes what you think is a disadvantage is not really a disadvantage. It's an advantage. It just seems like a disadvantage at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Or you're honestly looking at it from the perspective that you think you're meant to look at it from conventional wisdom or conventional assumptions or whatever it might be. Like you think oh, I'm supposed to want this or I'm supposed to want that. Yeah. That's And that's normal. There's just, there's so many different ways that we could be stuck or that we could be trapped. And being trapped or being stuck is so much more of a nightmare for me than, than any other, even poverty. I'd rather be poor than be stuck or trapped. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> I don't like being stuck. All right, all right, all right. Funny, <laughs> lighthearted, spreading happiness and joy and funny times. There you go. Stay brave. <laughs> and remember that every butterfly was once a caterpillar. Caterpillar. <laughs>